This morning, we want to expect or we expect him to do things for people right here. Amen. Or people may have come here this morning uh, with various needs and it's okay. Whether it's a physical needs, an emotional needs, uh, whether it's a financial need, a need in our situations, our circumstances that we want the Lord to intervene. We are here expecting Jesus to do something. Amen. And I want us to, uh, to be open, to be expectant, and uh, we want to, you know, just see the Lord do things here. So what we're going to do today is I'm just going to uh, share this very simple message from the Word of God. Uh, just share one of the stories of Jesus, draw some insights from that. And then we're going to pray right here. And we are going to then take testimonies. We're going to let people, we're going to, you know, it's going to be a little different from our normal service if it's okay, if it's you know, a little disorderly, it's okay. <laughs> uh, we're just going to let, you know, people come forward, share testimonies. We're going to let the Lord move as he desires right here in this place this morning. Okay? So uh, if it gets a little disorderly, let's call it normal. <laughs> just don't worry. You know, when Jesus was here on the earth, he did many, many, many miracles, many things. Uh, John writes and he says, you know, if we were to record all the miracles that Jesus did, we would not have, probably not have books enough to record all the miracles he did, one after the other, you know. So Jesus did so many miracles. Uh, the Bible records some of the miracles that he did for us. And John says, these are recorded that you may know and believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And not only do the Bible records those miracles, but the Bible also ends by saying, you know, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So our Jesus has not changed. The Jesus of the Bible is also the Jesus of today. You know, we don't have a different Jesus. Or we're not worshipping a different Jesus. We're worshiping the same Jesus of the Bible, the same Jesus who walked the earth, who demonstrated the power of God. We're worshiping him, and we just want him to do the same thing here today amongst us, in our midst, for us. I want to read just one of those many miracles that Jesus did. Uh, just for this morning, I picked out this uh, story from Matthew, the 20th chapter, uh, verses 29 to 34. So if you have your Bibles, you can just follow me. It's a very small narrative. Uh, Matthew chapter 20, verses 29 to 34. It says here, as they went out of Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the road, when they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet. But they cried out all the more saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. So Jesus stood still and called them and said, what do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. So let's just go through this story one more time. Just looking at some of those details. 
So here was a certain day when Jesus was coming out of the city of Jericho and there's huge crowds. So first, we talk about the crowds. Verse 29, there was this huge crowd that followed Jesus. And you can just imagine, use your imagination a little bit here. We don't know who all were in the crowd or why the crowd was there. Some of them were in the crowd because there was a crowd. Just join the crowd. Just go. Let's see what's happening. You know, we don't know. Let's find out. Some of them were there because maybe they heard about Jesus and they said, we want to find out if all of this is true. You know, maybe we get to see a miracle today and, uh, you know, it may verify. We want to check him out. Is he really true? Some of them may have been there like, you know, we heard he says a lot of great things. He teaches a lot of great things. Uh, maybe we'll get to hear him teach today and, and, and hear what he has to say. And some of them obviously followed him because they really believed in him. And they went, you know, this is Jesus. We believe who he is. And so Jesus is out of Jericho and most likely he's on his way to Jerusalem, which is a day's journey. So he was probably going to walk the whole day all the way into Jerusalem. And on the way, we read about two blind men. Now think about these two blind men. We don't know, you know, the situation that they may have been, how they felt. You know, they, they hear all the people passing by. They may have felt sorry for themselves. Why am I like this? Then there are so many other people who've got eyes to see. Why am I like this? And because of my condition, I have to sit here begging. I have to depend on people giving me alms. Now, we don't know uh, the struggles, the inner struggles, the, the, the challenges, the feelings that these two men must have been going through. And we don't know how long they've been there. And, and, and just, I just want you to try to put yourself in their shoes for a, few, for a moment, if you will, just to feel what they were feeling. Being born blind, or maybe they became blind at some stage in their life, but there they are in their predicaments. And then, the next wonderful thing. It says, and Jesus passed by. Jesus was passing by. Now, if it was me passing by, you passing by, they wouldn't have bothered other than look for some money. But this was Jesus passing by. Now, Again, use your imagination a little bit. Probably Jesus passed by this road many times before. And these blind men didn't know who Jesus was. But over time, they kept hearing people telling them stories about a man named Jesus from Nazareth. They said, hey, have you heard about Jesus? So who, who's Jesus? Who? Yeah, we heard that in another town, he gave sight to the blinds. We heard he went to the house of a man called Jairus and raised up his daughter. We heard that a leper came to him and he cleansed the leper. We heard that he multiplied five loaves and two fish and he fed 5,000 people plus many more. Have you heard about Je oh, Jesus? Oh. They must have been hearing story after story about this Jesus. 
And so they were saying, if only Jesus would pass us by, we will not let him go. Amen? So they were expectant. They were wondering, what, which day will Jesus walk this road again? If he were ever to walk down this path, we will not let him go. That would be our day. That would be our moment. We want this Jesus of Nazareth that we are hearing about. Amen? And there came their day. Suddenly, they heard this crowd. And now the crowd coming out of Jericho to Jerusalem was probably a daily routine or maybe many times in a day. There, there were caravans going from Jericho to Jerusalem and Jerusalem to Jericho. So it was kind of a normal thing for crowds to pass by. But this crowd was different because Jesus was in the crowd. And Jesus was passing by. So these two blind men, you could imagine, use your imagine, they must have been on the alert. The sound of the crowd is getting closer and closer. Somebody's been good enough to tell them, Jesus is in the crowd. Jesus is passing by. Don't let this moment go. They're probably on the edge waiting for Jesus. But we got news for you and me. Jesus is not just passing by. Jesus is here. He's here. He's in his church. He's in our midst. He said, if two or more are gathered together in my name, I am there. So let's say this together. Jesus is here. Like, say it like you mean it. Jesus is here. I really mean it. Jesus Christ is here. Amen. He's here. You know, he's not just passing by. He's here. So these two blind men. Jesus is passing by. And what do they do? The next thing we see here is this in the story. It says they cried out. They cried out. They didn't whisper. They didn't send him a text message. They cried out. What do they cry? Have mercy on us. Oh Lord. Son of David, have mercy on us. Oh Lord, Son of David. Every word is so powerful. Let's start with the end of that statement. See, they are making a very, very simple statement. A simple prayer. Have mercy on us. Oh Lord, son of David. But that is very powerful. Son of David. What does that mean? A couple of thousand years back, prophet Nathan prophesied to King David. This is in 2 Samuel chapter 7. He said, King David, God is telling you that he's going to give you a descendant. And that descendant, his kingdom will never end. He will have a throne forever. So the Jews from then on, or the people of Israel from then on, were looking for this particular son of David. They're looking 
which is the son. Now Micah added a little information. Micah said he will come out of Bethlehem. So they knew that. Son of David coming out of Bethlehem. He is the one who's going to have his throne established forever. They called him Christ. Meaning Messiah, the anointed one. So they were looking for the Messiah. They were looking for the anointed one. They were looking for the son of David who would come out of Bethlehem. Because when he came, he would deliver them out of all their troubles. He was the one who would carry the anointing of God. The holy anointed one who would deliver them. And so for these blind men... To address Jesus as the son of David. They were saying, you are the Messiah. You are the anointed one. You are the one who's going to deliver us from all our troubles. You are the one who has your kingdom established forever. They had not seen him yet. They'd only heard the stories. But in their hearts they were convinced. This is the son of David. This is the one whom the prophets have spoken about. Who will come under the anointing of God and deliver people. This is the son of David. So when they were crying out to Jesus saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. They were saying, you are the Messiah. You are the anointed one sent from God. And you can look to the Old and the New Testaments to understand a little bit of the significance of being the anointed one. Isaiah said, it is the anointing that destroys the yoke and removes the burdens. Jesus, when he began his ministry, he opened up Isaiah 61 and he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. In other words, I am that anointed one. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He has sent me to deliver the captives, to give recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty all who are oppressed. That is the Messiah, the anointed one. So that's what they were saying. You are that person. You are the one who's been sent from God. Who's anointed from God. Who can heal the broken heart. Who can give sight to the blind. Who can turn our mourning into dancing. Who will clothe us with a, with a garment of praise. For the spirit of heaviness. You are that anointed one. Is what they were saying. Not a small thing. And Jesus ministered under that anointing. He cast demons out under that anointing. He said, I, by the Spirit of God, I cast out demons. And no doubt the kingdom of God is here. So Jesus, the anointed one. And then look at that, that, that prayer again. Have mercy on us. Have mercy. Now, in the Bible, both the Old and the New Testaments, the words mercy and compassion are synonymous. It's the same, the root words in the Hebrew and the Greek. It's synonymous, mercy, compassion. So we're saying, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have compassion on us. And you, they knew the scripture. Psalm 145, verse 8 and 9. The Lord is good to all. 
and his tender mercies are on all his works. I want you to know today, God is good to you. God is good to you. His mercies are for you. Not your neighbor, not just your neighbor. But they are for you. The Bible says the Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. And what were they saying? Have mercy on us. You see, sometimes our theology confuses us. It's bad. Why? We get so, so theological about asking God for things. We say, you know, God is my father. And uh, like a child would ask the father, Daddy, give me chocolate. The child doesn't know, but the daddy is going to give chocolate. Sometimes he says yes. Sometimes he says no. Sometimes he says wait. So that's our theology. Hey, but what if the daddy promised the child, I will give you chocolate. Do you think the child will go and say, daddy, give me chocolate and then say, maybe he will say yes. Maybe he will say no. Maybe he'll say wait. No. Why? Because daddy already said, I will give you. Are you getting it? It's too deep now. <laughs> hey, daddy already said, I will give you. Let's try it again. Daddy already said, I will give you chocolate. There is no question about his will. The child is not going to say, Daddy, if it be thy will, give me chocolate. But many Christians, many people are praying like that. When God's word already says, the Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. Please don't pray, if it be thy will, be good to me. He's already said he's good to all. He's already said his tender mercies are over all his works. Are you understanding it or is this theology too deep? <laughs> God has already said, I forgive you your sins. I heal you of all your disease. He has already revealed his will in his word. And there is no need for you to say, if it be thy will, heal me. He has already said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. So what were these two blind men saying? They were just saying, God, mercy me. Me, Lord. Because your word says, your mercies are over all your works. How mercy. How compassion. I'm receiving it. I'm receiving today. God wants to demonstrate his mercy, his compassion on you. Have no doubt in your mind that God wants or God is merciful to you. That God is compassionate to you. Have no doubt in your mind. It's not about what you've done or what you've not done. It's not about you know whether you've been a good person or whether you've been a bad person. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. Amen. Say, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. 
And Jesus demonstrated that. You read through the Gospels over and over and over again. The Bible says that Jesus was moved with compassion. He healed them. The leper came to him. He was moved with compassion. He healed the leper. There were multitudes without food. He was moved with compassion and he fed them. Multitudes came to him. He was moved with compassion and he taught them many things. Everything he did, he was motivated. I, I, I did it with compassion. It was an expression of the mercy of God. And God is compassionate towards you today. God is merciful towards you today. Let there be no doubt about that. Are you with me? Amen. So he said, have mercy on us, O Lord. O Lord. That's a title given to a master. It literally means supreme one. The one with supreme authority. They were recognizing him as master. As the one who has supreme authority over everything. Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Very powerful. Very simple, but very powerful. And I just want to remind us about the cross where Jesus Christ died. If God ever demonstrated towards you and me that we are valuable, that he loves us, that he wants to step into our world and heal us, deliver us, save us, forgive us, redeem us, the cross is the greatest signpost. Amen. Look at the cross. That you can have, you and I can have no question, no doubt that God loves you and that God wants to forgive you. God wants to heal you. God wants to deliver you. God wants to bless you with shalom because the Bible says the punishment for our shalom was on him. Amen. It's done. There's no need to say, Lord. If it be thy will, give me shalom. The price has been paid. He's already done it. The punishment to bring us shalom. That means total well-being. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, everything. Total well-being. The punishment to bring us total well-being was upon Jesus. Amen. So there's no question. There's no need to ask. Jesus Christ died for you and me on the cross. He took our sins, our sicknesses. His blood was shed to redeem us from every work of the devil. And I love the cross because it's not only a demonstration of God's infinite love. It's also a demonstration of God's amazing power. Because the Bible tells us very clearly on the cross, Satan was defeated. As far as you and I are concerned, the devil is defeated. He has only one place underneath our feet. The Bible says on the cross, Jesus Christ crushed him. He expelled him. He judged him. He sentenced him. He disarmed him. And he destroyed him. And that finished work of the cross is what you and I are walking in today. Amen. So if there was ever a demonstration of God's great power, it's the cross. On the cross, the work of redemption for you and me was complete. And he says, look, I've made the way for you to come out of whatever you are in. Come and be my sons and daughters. As sons and daughters, we are heirs of God. We are joint heirs with the king. Amen. We're not just people picked up from the dirt, dusted off a little bit, led to play in the dirt again. That's not who you and I are. We are people being taken out of the dead, clothed with royalty, and made to sit at the right hand of God Almighty. That's who you are. 
That's who we are. The devil is always underneath our feet. If you want to talk to the devil, you only got to look one way, down. Not up. You look down. The devil's under you. You are royalty. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. You've been redeemed. And God said that he has blessed you with every spiritual blessing. Amen. Every blessing. That means forgiveness of sins, healing for our bodies, deliverance from all our predicaments, are giving us victory in every situation, every circumstance, causing us to walk in dominion over every work of the enemy. That is ours. It was bought and paid for on Calvary's cross. That's why today you can say, God, I'm taking it. And that's all these blind men were saying. Have mercy on me. Oh Lord, son of David. But there's always the crowd who objects. So think about the crowd, their objection. I mean, you have just imagined this. There's already so much noise. There's a great multitude following Jesus. I don't think they're all walking in silence. They're probably all talking to each other. There's a lot of noise going on. And here two blind men are crying out, have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. And there are some people in the crowd who would say, keep quiet. There's always the objection of the crowd. And I wonder if you and I have faced objection. Sometimes the objection sounds very theological. It comes like this. Maybe it is not God's will. To heal you. Very sound theological objection. Well, for whom is the cross? For some or for all? It's for all. If the cross is for all, I'm already qualified. There is no question whether God God's will is to forgive me or heal me or deliver me or give me his peace or, or make me whole. There is no question about that because the cross is for everybody. Amen. So throw that objection away. Just shut it out. Another theological obje objection. Maybe God wants to teach you some lesson. Oh, is that why he made you sick? How come Jesus didn't go about making people sick so that they could learn heavenly lessons? But the Bible says he went about healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Sickness and disease clearly is an oppression of the devil. God doesn't have it in heaven. Amen. Amen. So get rid of that theological objection. Sorry, I don't buy that. Jesus Christ is perfect theology. He never made people sick. He healed them. He is the word who became flesh. Look at him. You get a revelation of God's will. He came to do the will of God. Just look at him. That's the demonstration. That's a revelation of the will of God. 
So all kinds of objections. Maybe you have another objection. Well, you've prayed many times, nothing has happened. Maybe you may have other objections. Other people tried and they failed. Listen, I am putting my eyes on the word of God. I don't base my understanding of God on other people's experiences. Whether they're good or bad, I base my understanding of God on the word of God. His word still says, if you have faith, nothing will be impossible to you. That's his word. We base our faith on the word of God. Not on other people's experiences. That is good. We can learn from them. All of that. But our faith stands on the word of God. What did God say in his word? That's what I'm settling for. Are you with me? So here's the crowd bringing in their objection. But what was the response of these two blind men? I love it. It says, and they, let's read it together, cried out all the more. The louder their objections, the louder their cry. I mean, look at their conviction. Look at their determination. They just cried out all the more. Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David, I'm not going to let the voice of doubt, but the voice of unbelief, the voice of objection, the voice of fear, the voice of all kinds of theological arguments hold me back from reaching out to Jesus Christ. Amen? You don't hold back. Reach out to Jesus. He's available for you. He is the healer. He is the savior. He is the deliverer. He is the miracle worker. He's the God of compassion. He's the God of mercy. You reach out to him. And let nobody stop you. If anything or anybody tries to stop you, make your voice just a little bit more louder. Amen? They cried out all the more. Oh, and the response of Jesus is so amazing. The Bible says, and Jesus stood still. Wow. Can you imagine? There's a crowd behind him. He probably has a meeting in Jerusalem. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know all what has happened. But here were two blind men crying out. And the Bible says, Jesus stood still. And he called them. He called them. An invitation. Come. Now these same people who a few minutes back were saying, keep quiet. And I was saying, come, master is calling you. Come, come, come. The master is calling you. The master is calling you. Come. Now the gospel of Mark records this a little differently. Uh, he records the name of one of them, blind Bartimaeus. He says, and Bartimaeus threw off his robe and went to Jesus. You see, that's again very significant. That was his faith in action. In those days, if you were a blind man, you had to wear a certain robe that identified you as being blind. And then people recognized you were blind and they, you know, they gave you their arms. It's something like in our day today, if you're a blind man, typically you would carry a white stick with a red end. So you have to just imagine this. There were two blind men with white sticks with a red end. Jesus called them. They dropped their stick and went to Jesus. It's a sign of their faith. 
They didn't put it, roll it, I put it in the pocket just in case. No. I dropped the stick. I'm going to the son of David. I'm going to the son of David. The Messiah. The one who's anointed to deliver me. The one who's anointed to take me out of all my troubles. I don't need anything else. I'm going to the Messiah. So they went. But Jesus' question is very interesting. As they come to him, he asks this very strange question. What was his question? Let's read it together. What do you want me to do for you? Let's say it again. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus, isn't it obvious? <laughs> Why are you asking this question? What do you want me to do for you? I think this question is so significant. First of all, he wants to clarify. I want to be sure you just don't want two coins. Have mercy on me. Give two coins. I want to be clear. What do you want? What do you want? Jesus is here. You and I are crying out for his mercy. What will his question be? What do you want me to do for you? If Jesus was going to ask you that, not if, in response to that question that Jesus is asking you and me today, what do you want me to do for you? What will be your answer? What do you want me to do for you? He wanted them to be specific. Anything, Lord, anything. <laughs> no. Not about anything. What do you want me to do for you? Be specific. Tell him what you want. Specific. Thank God that these blind men were not trained theologically. They didn't say, Son of David. If it be thy will. And if we, you have deemed us to have lived worthy lives. If in your sovereign understanding you think we should have our sight. Please give it to us. Thank God they didn't pray like that. <laughs> I'm making fun but. I hope you get the point. Their request was simple, clear, direct. Lord, we, that we may receive our sight. Simple. See, God doesn't get upset if you and, us, you and I ask him just exactly what you want. Ask him. Don't make it theological. Simple. Simple English. Not even King James. <laughs> Just simple English. Tell him what you want. Lord, 
We want our sight back. Lord, I need to be healed from this condition. Oh Lord, I need a deliverance from that situation. God, this is something so dear to me. I want you to turn this around. God, I want you to touch my husband. I want you to touch my wife. I want you to touch my children. God, I want you to turn the situation around at my workplace. What is it that you want? Tell him. Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Don't make it sound spiritual. Plain, simple. This is what I want, Lord. Plain, simple. It's Lord, that we may receive our sight. But you know, in that statement, there was no question about his will. That was already settled. Already done. There is no question about his power or his authority or ability. That's already settled. He is the anointed one. He is the Messiah. Have mercy. His mercies are for every person. Includes us. Oh Lord, he is the supreme one with authority. Son of David, he's anointed to deliver me from all my troubles. The issue of God's will and God's authority and power is a settled matter. There's no longer any questions about that. All we want, Lord, our sight. Are you understanding? Oh Lord, give us our sight. And the closing is so beautiful. It says, Jesus had compassion. He is still moved with compassion. Amen. You can be assured today in this place, Jesus has compassion for you and me. Mercy for you and me. He has compassion about our situation. Others may not understand. People in the crowd may not understand. But I want you to know Jesus understands. And he has compassion on your unique situation. He has compassion. He had compassion on them. And he touched them. Amen. Today, Jesus Christ will touch you and me. He's a personal God. Personal God. He will touch you and me. He touched them. He says, and immediately their eyes received sight. We want to see those kinds of miracles taking place right here. Immediately. And I expect an immediate miracle. Whatever your condition is. Whatever your problem is, expect an immediate miracle. I realize sometimes you know, we need to give it time to go and get it examined and checked and all of that. That is fine and that is a good thing to do. But expect now, expect to receive now. Immediately they received sight. And I like how it ends. They followed they didn't take the miracle and go off to Jericho. They received the miracle and they followed Jesus. That's very, very, very important. That you and I, when we receive his blessing, his miracle, his kindness, his mercies, his compassions in our life, they should only draw us closer to him. Only make us follow him all the more. Follow him. Amen. Follow Jesus. So this morning, we're going to do a very simple thing. We're going to pray for people. And uh, so...
since this is a bigger crowd, we're not going to necessarily lay hands on people at the beginning. I'm going to pray en masse. I'm going to pray from here. But I want you very simply, in a very simple way, to act your faith. So I'm going to ask you, first of all, I know that there are people here with different conditions. But first we're going to pray for those who need healing in their bodies or mind or emotion. God can heal spirit, soul, body. So all I'm going to ask you to do is lay your hand on, you lay your hand on that part of your body that you want Jesus to heal. If you've got a, uh, an arthritic condition, you've got pain in your joints, just hold any one of your joints. Uh, if you've got some other internal problem, just lay your hand wherever close, as close as you can get to that part of your body that, that identifies, it's okay, that's the area of my problem. Just lay your hand over there. And then we're going to pray. And right after we pray, I'm going to ask you to do two things. One, just take a few moments to give thanks to God. That's an expression of faith. You say, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for your healing. Thank you that you're the Lord who forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. You thank him. Then act your faith. Be like this blind man. Drop their cane and they go to Jesus, right? They, they acted their faith. And throughout scripture and in the gospels you find when Jesus ministered to people, he told them to act their faith, told them to do something which previously they couldn't do. So you do that. I want to encourage you to do that here. Now, there will be conditions that you actually have to go and get examined, and that's fine. There will be conditions that you may need to take a few days to check and verify, and that's fine. There's no problem with that. But if, and if you receive a healing right here, right now, right? But you can tell, I had the problem. Jesus has healed me right here, right now. I want you to please come forward because we're going to take testimonies right here. Is that okay? Right? I know some conditions you'll have to go to the doctor. And we had that in the morning service. They had to go to the doctor and check. And all oh, that's fine. And do that. Every miracle of God will stand medical examination. And will stand the test of time. You don't have to worry about it. Amen. So get yourself checked up and all that. But if you can verify something. Maybe it was an external condition. A tumor uh, uh, on, on, on that, you, uh, that was visible. And that is gone. Then you just come forward and say, hey, I was there. it was there. I can see it. It's, it's gone. You know, that kind of a thing, come forward, testify, all right? Some of those things, you'll go back, verify it, then please write the testimony to us. Send it as an email that we can share it with people, just talk to people about it, share uh, with people about it, so that we know that our God is alive, our God is powerful, and he's mighty, amen? And uh, then we're going to pray for others, other things, you know, just pray for other needs. You may have other needs like financial needs, a situation, relational needs, uh, those kinds of things. You just, you pray right where you are and to say, God, today, if you did it for those blind men, you will do it for me. See, the Bible says God is no respecter of persons. God has no favorites. All of us are his favorites. All of us are loved equally by God. So don't feel... That God would heal somebody and not heal you. Or God would do something for somebody else and not do it for you. He's there to do it for you. Ask him in simple faith. Are you ready? Okay. So let's stand to our feet please. And we're just going to pray. And, and, and God will do wonderful things. If you're out in the overflow area and you receive a miracle, please make your way inside the auditorium and uh, share your testimony with us as well. Wherever you are. We're going to pray. Uh, it's not going to be long, I think, because we've done all the work before coming here. So here is just harvest time, okay? 
The work has already been done. Uh, the, the, the Jesus Christ finished it on the cross and we've done our part. This is just harvest time now. So, lay your hands on that part of your body. You want Jesus to heal you and do it in faith. This is your simple, our simple act of faith. He is our healer. He is our deliverer. He is the same, unchanging Jesus. And you pray in your own simple way, nothing complicated. Oh Jesus, I receive my healing. Just pray a simple prayer. I believe you took my sicknesses, my diseases. And by your stripes, I have been healed. Simple prayer. Lord, we thank you that you are our healer. You are our deliverer. In the authority, in the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I command sicknesses and diseases to leave. I command pain and infirmity to leave. Satan, I take authority over you. I take authority over every spirit of infirmity, every spirit of disease, every spirit of oppression and torment. And I command you foul spirits to leave in the name of Jesus. Command healing to come to your bodies. Bones be healed, nerves be healed, eyes be healed, crooked eyes. I command them to come straight in the name of Jesus. The problems in your hearing. Be healed now in the name of Jesus. Conditions inside, internal problems. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Stones, kidney stones, let them disappear. In the name of Jesus. Pain in that area. Be healed now. Be released from that pain. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. I command tumors and cysts, growths, fibroids to disappear in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus touches you. The Lord Jesus heals you. Spirit of arthritis, I command you leave now in the name of Jesus. Release the joints. Release Every part of the body that is affected, release now in Jesus' name. Lord, let your healing anointing flow. Let your healing anointing flow right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for touching people in this place. I want you to take a few moments just to thank the Lord. And then... Just thank Him. Lord, we thank You. We bless You. We honor You. We give You thanks. You may feel the power of God. That's great. If you don't feel, that's also fine. Don't worry. Some of you may feel heat. You may feel tingling. You may feel an unusual presence. And that's great. That's, that's just a simple way God is telling you, I'm doing something for you. But if you don't feel anything, that's, don't worry about it. Lord, we thank You. We bless Your name. 
Now I want you to start putting your faith into action. Begin to do something. If you had injured your leg and you couldn't move it before, your, your ankle area, just begin to move. Just shake it, move it, check it. See what God has done. Begin to do that. And if you can say something has happened, I just want you to leave your chair. Come on right forward, right here. We're going to take testimonies right now before we close. So just begin to move uh, your body. Begin to check. If you have experienced something that you can verify right now, okay? Don't do a testimony just to make us happy. That's not the point, right? Do a testimony to give God the glory of something that has really taken place. So just come on forward right here. We're going to take testimonies. Just put your hand up. You received healing right now. You felt something. You know something's changed. Just put your hand up. We want to see what God has done here. Come on, anyone here this morning. You received a healing receive something in your body uh, just put your hand up we want to see anyone here and let's come forward don't be afraid just come forward uh, we'll take your testimony okay nobody usually takes the first person to make the move <laughs> and then the rest will follow anyone here God bless you God bless you God bless you who's the first bold person coming up coming up thank you God thank you all right. So was there any person you had injured your ankle? And, and I just check, check your ankle. Check your ankle. Just come forward. If that's, you feel better. You can do what you couldn't do. Just come on uh, and just testify to what God has done. All right. I'm going to just wait a few more minutes uh, so that we can celebrate. Others will go on into the next prayer. Anyone here? Please come. Please come. What happened? Come. God bless you. God bless you. All right. What happened, Anna? It's sprained my ligament. Oh. So I wasn't able to press this point. But now there's no pain. No so. pain. Wonderful. So there was a sprain in the ligament area. And no pain. No pain now. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. All right. See, I've come down. You can't escape now. You have to come and share your testimony. Just check. Check. Uh, and, and, you know, if, you've, if there was something in your body that you can testify, just come forward. Come on, Susan. What happened, Susan? I had injured my little finger a month ago. And um, it's been difficult. I can feel pain if I bend it. But as of now, I don't have any pain. Okay, so that was in a little finger point joints here. All right. Thank God for little miracles. Amen. But we want to see more, more, more bigger ones, bigger miracles, wonderful things. Just come forward, small things, big things. Come. Just come. Anyone else here? Okay. All right. Let's take a moment here. Just uh, now, we're going to pray for other things. I just want to pray uh, uh, for other areas, and then we will uh, close. We will dismiss after that. I want to pray just for you know those of us who have needs in our life. Um, 
emotional needs, mental areas. Like you saw Renny's testimony, how, how God just delivered her. Of course, uh, it was a journey she made with the counselor and uh, going, sitting through the classes in the Bible college. All of that helped. Uh, but there was a moment when God began that work in her life. And, and, and you know, we want to see those kinds of things happen for people who've got emotion, uh, even emotional problems. Uh, we want to pray for financial needs and family situations, relational needs as well. All right? So let's pray for that. I want everybody pray in tongues, pray in the Holy Ghost. And uh, I know these things we won't verify right away because you need to go home and, and you know, it'll take time. But I want everybody just pray in tongues, pray in the Holy Ghost right now. And uh, we're going to pray for all the, uh, these other areas. And if you're in need uh, God to, for God to intervene in any other situation, today, believe God. Believe God for intervention in those areas of your life. Lord God, we thank you that you are our miracle worker, that you are our deliverer. Lord, we acknowledge that nothing is impossible for you, God. That you can provide in unusual ways. You can deliver in unusual ways. You can touch the lives of people in unusual ways. Oh God, today we lift up the needs of people in this place. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over every demonic work that's oppressing the minds of people. Spirits of fear and torment, oppression, confusion in the minds. I rebuke you and I declare freedom for people in the area of their mind. I declare wholeness, emotional wholeness, wholeness to their mental health in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. People who are sleeping disorders, unable to sleep at night, receive wholeness even there to your sleep. Be blessed with peaceful sleep at night in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we pray for those in financial situations. Lord, release miracles. Release divine provision for people in the area of the finances, oh God. Release miracles for them in the name of Jesus Christ. Let there be a supernatural provision coming into your life. An unusual source of provision coming into your life, a God-ordained source of provision coming into your life to take care of your financial needs. And God, we pray for homes, marriages, families. Let the peace of God come. Let healing and restoration come into relationships. And Lord, let sons and daughters come to the faith and walk with you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we claim every son, every daughter born in this house for the kingdom of God. We declare each one of them, every one of them will be taught by the Lord. And they will have great peace. That the devil will not touch any one of them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That every son, every daughter will receive of the spirit of the revelation given to us. Will be imparted to them and to their children after them. We declare there are, they are our inheritance and the devil has no right over their lives. So we call them in to the ways of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father. We bless your name. We honor you. We praise you. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. We're going to just thank him. Let's lift up our hands. Just thank him. Praise him. And then we are going to close. But let's just give him praise. Let's give him worship this morning.
Father, we praise you. You are worthy of our highest praise. You're worthy, God, to be loved, to be adored, to be worshipped. We worship you. You're worthy. You're worthy of it all. Let's start singing that. And worship team, just come and join us, please. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things. To you are all things. You deserve the glory. Let's sing it again. You are worthy. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things. To you are all things. You deserve the glory. Thank you, O God. Lord, you are worthy. You are worthy, Jesus. Oh, we praise you, Lord. We worship you. Because you are worthy, Lord. You are holy. Thank you, O God. We worship you. We praise you. Thank you, O God. We bless your name. We bless your name. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your presence. Thank you, God, for your presence. We worship you, Jesus. We honor you. We exalt you. We exalt you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you. of the glory and the honor as we lift our hands and worship as we lift your holy name you deserve the glory and the honor as we lift our hands and worship as we lift your holy As we lift your holy name, 
Once we dismiss, you're welcome to come and just, you know, receive personal ministry. You're welcome to do that. Let's close. And those who need personal ministry, you can come in and just be ministered to. So we're going to continue being available to minister to people. All right. So you need personal ministry. Please come. Don't, don't be shy. Don't have to leave. All right. But we don't want to hold up everybody while we are ministering to people one-on-one. All right. So let's close. And those of you who need personal ministry, you're welcome to come. Our teams are here. People are here. We'll be ministering to you. Let's close, please. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit continue with each of us always. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, TV programs, publications, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, please visit apcwo.org slash Bible College. Please remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the app or Google Play stores.